Hi there, I'm Mark Sheldon, and this is The Road to Health, a podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. The party continues as we celebrate 20 years of Blue Angel Community Health Grants, and in honor of today's guest, we're making it a bit of a quinceanera. For the past 15 years, Clinica Esperanza has made it their mission to provide culturally attuned and linguistically appropriate medical care and preventative health services to uninsured Rhode Islanders. And in that time, Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island has supported the Clinica in a number of ways. Notably, as a Blue Angel Community Health Grant recipient in 2010 and 2011, and then again in 2015 and 2016. Morgan Leonard, Clinica Esperanza's Executive Director, sat down with us to talk about everything they do. Morgan, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for having me. Glad to have you here. So tell us about Clinica Esperanza's Hope Clinic and your work to reduce health disparities. Clinica Esperanza serves people um, that otherwise wouldn't have health insurance because of their immigration status or because of their employment status, making them ineligible for Medicaid or Medicare, other benefits that are out there through the state. So unfortunately, although the Affordable Care Act was really great in some aspects, it wasn't beneficial for our patient population. So the clinic has just continued to grow and grow and grow from a core of 400 patients annually back in 2007 to over 4,000 patients individually that we have enrolled in care, continuity of care, primary care services, specialty services. We serve them through two locations, our 60 Valley Street location, which is our main clinic where individuals can just walk right in for something as simple as a UTI, a rash, something that without the clinic's existence, they probably would access the emergency department for. But because we are an option, they're able to come into us and see a provider that speaks their language, understands their specific living conditions, um, and, and can really help them in a way that the emergency department just wouldn't because, right, when you go to the ER, and we've heard it, like the ER is just totally backed up. It's they can't see new patients. Waiting times are 24 hours plus for really simple things like a rash um, that we can handle on the spot. And when somebody walks in and we handle it on the spot, we're doing a comprehensive full exam, which is something a lot of individuals, they just aren't making time for healthcare. So we're able to do an A1C test on the spot. An A1C test, we're basically able to screen for chronic conditions. So diabetes, hypertension, hyperlipidemia. And then we educate that individual about what their numbers mean and how they can improve it based on healthy lifestyle choices. And of course, with some medication as well if needed, but we try to take a holistic approach. So my understanding is that you have some unique approaches to your care model that address more than just uh, shared language, but shared culture. Can you talk about that? Yeah, absolutely. So what really sets the clinic apart from other primary care or traditional care models is our use and reliance on Navagantes. And Navagantes are trained medical assistants, community health workers, and medical interpreters. They share the same cultural and social backgrounds as our patients. They live in the same neighborhoods, eat the same foods, speak the same languages. They understand the patient's barriers in a way that our providers just don't relate. They don't have that lived experience, unfortunately. So to take the care outside the four walls of the exam room, we really rely on the Navagantes to bridge the gap and provide care in a way that's culturally competent and linguistically appropriate. So on this podcast, we've been celebrating 20 years of the Blue Angel Community Health Grant. 
the clinic has been a twice-over recipient of a grant. Can you talk about the effect that that's had on your work? Yes. So although we've only been a recipient twice of the Blue Angel Community Health Program, Blue Cross Blue Shields has been a continuous partner in the work that we're doing and at the forefront of our innovative work. They have provided seed funding continuously throughout our inception to create a community health worker training program, which is our Navagante training program. They provided seed funding for Cheer Walk-In Clinic, which is the clinic at Esperanza Hope Clinic Emergency Room Diversion Project, where we were actually able to, to show and illustrate for stakeholders that for every dollar invested in a free clinic, we had a return investment of $78 in preventative emergency room visits, which is incredible. So with the seed funding that Blue Cross Blue Shield provided, we were able to then go out to other investors and stakeholders and ask for additional funding to support that program. So it's still ongoing. Our community health worker program is ongoing. It has grown from training 10 10 total uh, Navagantes a year to over 60 a year. And it's now funded by the Rhode Island Department of Real Jobs RI program, which is incredible. That's really remarkable. So last year... Clinica became the first federally funded COVID-19 test-to-treat site in the entire country. Can you share why this approach is important and tell us about the services offered at Neighborhood Health Station? Yeah, sure. So to go back to the beginning of the pandemic in March 2020, we stood up a COVID-19 testing site right outside of our front doors and The main clinic on 60 Valley Street is located right behind Troop, for those of you that are familiar with the area. And we stood up a testing site right outside our doors where we had staff members in full PPE outside COVID testing people as they drove up or walked up. And we were able to provide, it was PCR testing at first, um, so results weren't on demand. So we'd have to do a follow-up for anybody that was a new patient. We got them care so we could follow up with them to make sure that it was There was some continuity there. They just didn't have access to those state sites, right, because there were people there that were in uniform. You had to drive up. You had to make an appointment. You had to have a cell phone. You had to have technology that our patient population just – they don't have it. So it was really important for us to stand up that testing site, and it was great for the spring, summer, and fall months. But once the poor weather came around, it was really important for us to find an indoor space so that we could continue being a safe space for the community where they could get tested. So that's what we did. And we moved to 85 Eagle Street or expanded to. We expanded to 85 Eagle Street, which is at the bottom of Atwell's Ave, again, for those of you that are familiar with the area. And it became a walk-up testing site. And then when the vaccines came around, when the COVID vaccine was available, we were designated as a high-density vaccine site, meaning that we had or a high-density community, rather. We were granted permission, basically, to vaccinate individuals that weren't within the certain guidelines when that was a thing in the early days of vaccinating. So we were able to vaccinate everybody in the community that was 18 years and older. In that, with leveraging the support of our volunteers, including Blue Cross Blue Shield employees, they have been absolutely phenomenal in supporting us throughout the pandemic in the form of volunteering in person, helping us actually vaccinate patients. We're extremely grateful for them. We were able to provide more than 16,000 vaccinations in 2021 to more than 12,000 individuals, which was a huge, that was a completely, we were reaching people that 
we had never – that were in our community, but they didn't know about Clinica Esperanza. They didn't know about our services. Mm. So at first, you know, we were working 12-hour days, Monday through Saturday, just trying to get vaccines in arms because these were people that had been so affected by the pandemic and the hardest hit. They weren't getting back up on their feet. So it was important for us to be there at a time that they were available, which means after work, early morning hours on Saturdays when when other people aren't working – our patients typically are. So it's difficult. We're typically the only place that they actually can get care. So once we realized that having this pop-up space was a community resource, we deemed it our neighborhood health station where and the vaccine started demand for the vaccine started to decrease and it was we didn't want to completely get rid of that space. We just wanted to repurpose it um, because we were having stragglers come in and people still wanted something. <laughs> so we started offering chronic disease screenings, STI screenings, HIV screenings, on-site drop-in health classes. We have Zumba on Wednesday nights where people can just pop in at no cost. If you have insurance, if you don't have insurance, we don't care. We'll see you. We will vaccinate you. We will educate you and we'll connect you to the resources that you need. Um, we also have a small bodega that we call a bodega. It's it's a small food pantry that we have in partnership with Amenity Aid and the Elisha Project. So individuals can just pop on in and take anything that they need, household staple items. So it's it's really this uh, it's on it's the idea of on demand health services. Preventative healthcare is the cornerstone of public health, making healthcare accessible and expanding out into a, a new population that we didn't have access to before. So. In that, we've increased our new patient visits by about 30% and total volumes increased about 50% since the onset of the pandemic. So we've grown tremendously. So in all of that, with all of that being said, because of our success with with the pandemic and, and being able to reach this hard-to-reach community and being a trusted source of care, we were approached by the Rhode Island Emergency Management Agency in the state of Rhode Island to actually pop up and be the first federally funded test-to-treat site in the entire nation. So the COVID-19 test-to-treat site that the clinic facilitated at our neighborhood health station made COVID-19 treatment available at no cost, and it was dispensed on-site to anybody living in Rhode Island that tested positive for COVID and was eligible for the medication. Um, So individuals could access our site where they would be greeted by a navigante or um, a nurse They would be tested for COVID-19. If it was positive, then they would be referred to a Clinica Esperanza Navigante just to determine their eligibility. If they were eligible, they were educated on site. The medication was dispensed on site, and they were also scheduled for a follow-up visit with our providers in, in the days that followed to make sure that they were well. If somebody's test was negative and they were eligible for a vaccine or they were due for a vaccine and they felt well, then we vaccinated them on site with the flu and COVID vaccine. It sounds like you're covering so many barriers to care in your work. It's really phenomenal. I, I, uh, not, not the least of which I'm sure is there any type of hesitancy around vaccination. It has, there has to be a level of comfort that happens with somebody who has a, a shared live, life experience giving you the vaccine. So Blue Angel Community Health Grant Program is celebrating 20 years, and I, I, you guys are in your 15th year. How has your work evolved since you began in 2007? Well, in 2007, we were quite literally 
a group of three people or four people with our volunteer providers, and they were serving patients out of church basements on Broad Street, um, Open Table of Christ. So things have changed tremendously as we have expanded in 2010 when we were able to expand into one main clinic location, and then in 2020. One, we were able to expand into the neighborhood health station, but really we've just continued to grow and grow and grow, and it's mostly by word of mouth. We can advertise. We post on Facebook, social media. We have a solid following, but it's all word of mouth. It's, you know, during the vaccine, when we were trying to get people to take the COVID-19 vaccine, we were campaigning for bring your abuelo or abuela to come get vaccinated, bring your neighbor. And that is literally what people were doing. They were bringing their neighbors, their aunts, their uncles, their cousins, their neighbors, friends, aunt. Truly, that's what was happening. So it was really incredible. And then just continuing to bring those people in and then get them the access to care that they needed and continue to need. So we've grown tremendously over the past 15 years. We're celebrating our 15th year by having a quinceanera, which is very on brand, September 8th, Farm Fresh Rhode Island. <laughs> good, a good plug. So, And what we're really looking to do is just build a sustainable future for the next 15 years and, and beyond so that we can be here and continue to be a, a place to be healthy. But Blue Cross Blue Shields of Rhode Island has been a continuous partner in investing in our innovative healthcare programs, whether it be workforce development or peer-to-peer education. They have been a tremendous partner, and we could not be where we are without them. They've believed in us every step of the way. They designed our logo for us. They believe in us. They connect with connect us to resources that we need. Yeah, Blue Cross Blue Shield's great. So Clinica's doing amazing work. How can folks get help? And how can folks help you do your amazing work? Clinica Esperanza will see you if you're 18 years or older and you don't have health insurance. We're there. Uh, We're taking new patients. The current wait is about two weeks. And if you don't need care and you have time, we're always looking for volunteers. And you don't need to be Spanish-speaking, although it helps. You don't need to be a clinical provider um, although it helps, we are, look for data specialists. We look for people that can help with social media. We look for people that can help us organize the space with all of the different donations we always have coming in. And you can always make a donation on our website, too. So, Morgan, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Thank you so much for having me and highlighting the work that we're doing in partnership with Blue Cross Blue Shield of Rhode Island. We're excited to be a partner. The Road to Health is a podcast presented by Blue Cross and Blue Shield of Rhode Island. It's hosted and produced by me, Mark Sheldon, and Mason M is our sound engineer. I'd like to thank our guest, Morgan Leonard, Executive Director of Clinica Esperanza. Be healthy, be well, and keep your eyes on the road. (music) 